Hey, welcome to No Ideas Original Sports. I'm Kenyatta. I'm here with Theo. How you doing, Theo? Good, my guy. No complaints, my dude. So, listen, so, looking to looking at this week, you know, we kind of got into, like, the, I guess it's the second week of the Major League season or something, second, second kind of third. And yes. some, team, some team's looking good, some team's looking bad, man. I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan, so... That they they're not looking the greatest. I mean, it got so bad this week. They were chucking stuff on the field. I don't know if you heard about that one throwing baseballs on the field. Yeah, uh, Yankees off to a bad start. You know, I mean, the last few years they've been off to a bad start, but this year seems kind of different though. You know, it seems like there's no uh, chemistry. Yeah. Um, I guess from the, and plus, you know, I don't like the the uh, bad lineup. So it's, it's kind of right-handed heavy. Yeah. It's kind of like maybe I was I, I called it the uh, Steve Balboni lineup. Where is that? You hit <laughs> strike out. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you have you have uh, like Luke Voigt. You know he's hurt. He's coming on the way back pretty soon. But you got Luke Voigt, Stanton, and Judge. You need Gary Sanchez. You got all, all the same kind of hitters. They don't get a home run, but they're gonna strike out. So there's yeah, no you, you look at those guys. It's one of those things where. I remember we used to listen. I think the like year before we blamed it on the pitching somewhat, like the pitching's not doing it and everything. But the pitching, I mean, other than a couple of bad games, for the most part, giving up three runs, three four runs in this this major league is not a bad pitcher. That's kind of average, three or four runs or something. And you got Cole and guys at the time. I think the worst out they had, I think Domingo Herman got shelled or something like that. But other than that, I don't think the pitching staff has been too bad either. So. It's just no timely hitting. Right. Uh, the mom got crushed. And I think Cooper had one bad outing. But I just alluded to, I agree with you. You know, this lineup the Yankees have right now, they should easily score three to four runs every game. Win or lose. Yeah. Yep. You know, but, they, you know, they don't play small ball, okay? You know, they don't play small ball. No, there's, there's no sacrifice fly. There's no Tommy singles or doubles or pull opposite field. Like like the old Yankee team with Bernie Williams and Tino and Luis Polonia, Paul O'Neill. Those guys, those guys was like, you know, hitting the ball off the field. There's no shift in that lineup. Yeah. I remember, you remember that, right? Get the guy on base, blue yeah. ball, drive him in. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Tommy Heading with Scott Broches and Gerardi Hammond Triple, you know, stuff like that. It's just a balanced lineup, Tommy Heading, guys, where you have to play, you have to spread the field, get the outfield, there's no shift with any batter. So, the time's coming going now. I got an interesting question, and it's funny. So, we bought in um, Rogue Noah, right? The guy from Texas, right? Yes. He, he went out there, got an error, right? But mm. at the same time, the last guy who hit really good for average, hit power and doubles and stuff is in the minor leagues because it's defense. So why is it that Miguel Andujar can't make this team because of defense? When he was, he led, as, as a rookie, I think he led the league in doubles or something. It was an over right. 300 hitter, hit 20-something right. home runs and on 90, 80, 90 RBIs. He can't get anything, but we could bring in another guy to get errors. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a numbers game with Yankees. And, you know, sometimes some coaches show favoritism. For example, you know, we, most people didn't want... Um, Brett Gardner, for example, to come back. If he yeah. does, you know, he comes in a limited role and that Clint Frazier, younger guy, get a chance to show to show himself. Yeah. He's a star, that's what happens. Now he's benched now for, for Gardner because, you know, this guy Bowen is just a Gardner lover. Get a kid a chance. I know he's struggling out the gate, but he's one of many guys who struggle out the gate. You know, there's 165 yeah. games. This kid a chance. But uh, most Jackie fans assume that once Gardner was going to be resigned, 
that eventually Boone would show favoritism and bench um, Frazier the moment, the moment he, had, he had a chance to do so, so to speak. And he did. But, um, yeah. but, the, but back to uh, uh, the Andujar. Andujar is actually worse defensively than anybody else. That's the issue. Yeah. You know, so so Baba is a better uh, defensive player than him, and so is uh, let's say uh, Odor. We gonna put him at. They gotta they gotta find some way to get him up there, some of bats or something. Because not for nothing, I mean, if you got Stanton or whatever DH in or something, I mean, maybe you gotta until he gets around, you bring him up, platoon the DH or something. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm quite surprised he he couldn't play outfield like left field, right field. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. Yeah, most guys you usually have a good transition to uh, play the play the corner outfields, but in his situation, I guess he struggled mightily as well as third base. This is why y'all he's going for hitting than, than fielding. Very good hitter, man. But you know what though? Maybe maybe have a trade bait for a pitcher or something. Or, or yeah, that. that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Then you right got now, the, we'll see down the line, I guess. You got the um the flip side of it. You got teams like the Mets who was him who had so many games that were like um delayed, rained out, postponed, and all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. They should be doing all right. Jake Degrom is being Jake Degrom as usual. Yeah, I caught him before before started the show. He was just you know everybody getting stuck <laughs> out looking, stuck out looking. Everybody, the whole lineup, man. So he's back to being himself, being the PCA, being the best pitcher in baseball. You know, so. Uh, the Mets can find a, a consistent lineup, or at least give them some runs when he's pitching. They'd be all right. You have the players. You have the players, that's for sure. Yeah. The Grom lost a, a tough one, the last one. Another one of those one-run games where he get struck out 14 and they couldn't get a run for him or something. So, same old story with that, too. Yeah, I, I saw a stat where the Grom been going seven, eight, been going eight innings his last, what, 20, 25 starts. Yeah. You're losing one zip and two nothing. Yeah. You know, so the Mets got to get better when, he, when he's on the mound. That's for sure. Yeah. And then you you look at other teams. The Dodgers look like they're ready to just steam right back through. I think they they got two losses or something like that. Yeah, we, we talked about that before the show started. Man, they look, they look great again. They look like a, a freight train already out the gate. Um, you got pitching. They got hitting. They got the bench players. You got Tommy hitting. Tommy fielding. You got it all, man. They're a complete team across the board. One, one to twenty-five, man. That's for sure. So what's in the the Padres? The Padres look like they're gonna try to make a run at them. Yes, I can see that too. I can see that too. Um, the Padres line them is kind of, kind of similar to the Yankees a little bit. You know, we got uh, Tatis a little bit, and it's got a third base. Uh, Mercado, I've got his name. Third baseman. We got last uh, year. Machado. Machado, right? Yeah. Right. So um. Dodgers, Dodgers have have hitters, you know. So it's all about Tommy hitting on their part and good pitching, man. But of course, the board Dodgers still a better team. Yeah, you know, just looking at the league for the most part, all the records are bunched in. I was surprised to see that the Red Sox have the second best record at ten and four. So that that was surprising to me. But everybody else in all the divisions are kind of bunched up. Like there's nobody besides the Dodgers that's really like setting themselves out above the rest right now. Yeah, I, I, I picked the lineup of uh, maybe uh, yesterday. I was surprised that the, I heard they were doing too. I heard they were doing pretty good. Excuse me. I saw, I saw the record. I was like, wait, wait a minute. They were, they were like what, eleven and two at the time I seen a uh, record. So um, 
I saw the Boston and Dodgers. It was like if there's 500 right now, if no uh, yeah. baseball league. Yeah, yeah. That's that's gonna be interesting in the end. I wonder if you know you have that same kind of parity towards the end. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. Yeah. Hey man, so moving off of um, from baseball to basketball. Well, again, I want to start off with congratulating Dwayne Wade for oh, yeah. getting getting a um a stake in the Utah Jazz. Good to see a player converted to an owner. I mean, I'm sure you know that he won't be the first, but I'm sure when LeBron LeBron will try to get you know part of a team, whatever or a team when he's finished or something. So that that'll be great. It's good to see that. I, it was a little surprising to me though. I didn't. I was. My, I wasn't surprised that he was interested, but it's interesting that interesting that he ended up becoming a part owner of Utah. Yeah, you know, I I, I think well, let me get it out the way before I forget. Um, it's disappointing that it wasn't a Miami Heat. Yeah. Yep. You know, he one of the best players ever in that franchise, and you know, I guess uh, always uh, represent represent those guys very well on and off the court. And uh, but you listen, is I guess you know some, some people don't get along outside of outside of the court. I don't know yeah. why it went. I, mean, I don't know why they wouldn't have Dwayne Wade as part of uh, their franchise and have some kind of stake in ownership. But good for Utah. You know Utah, I guess it's a small state. Uh, they love their basketball. That's for sure. Uh, they have great fans, and um, you know Utah is like uh, you know Buffalo Bills to the point where you know what. I don't mind seeing guys, you know, do well or, or win the chip. You guys have been through a lot, a lot of tough losses during the Carmel Loans, talking years, you know, with Jordan era, topping the yeah. chips, stuff like that. So they're one of the few franchises in the sports where I wouldn't mind seeing them do well, uh, say, you know what, they do to win the chip. And uh, they have a great fan base, man. So uh, good to Wayne Wade and, and Utah Jazz for getting together, man. Well, right now they still have the best record, even though, um, even though this guy got hurt the other night. So the yeah, sprained ankle, Mitchell. Yeah, he got a sprained ankle. It turns out that it's not as bad as what they initially thought, but he's gonna miss a miss a few games. Yeah. So that at least they still still listen, still be competitive. They still and they still have a good good lead. Um, some of the other teams just looking at like the the West Coast and different things. Um, Golden State looks like they're playing really well right now. I mean, really, it's a Steph Curry run basically. Right. Right. Yeah, they're they're playing pretty well. You, this is where this is where Utah will get tested without Donovan. See where see where they at, so to speak, without Donovan Mitchell being the best player. Um, sometimes you could win without winning, so to speak. Whereas that I, I know I don't think these guys are going on a five game winning streak without Donovan. Yeah. The Lakers are very competitive. Like the next man up is is is, is uh, you know carrying their weight and being competitive as a team. That also also does well for a team when he comes back as well because you know. The guy who don't get that much playing time now he's getting more playing time and, and uh, he's like, I guess contributing. Yeah. That you have, you know, it, it bodes well for the team for the future. You have trust in somebody, you know, on your bench. Yeah. Then what's him? You got Denver who had a big loss losing on um, Jamal Murray for the season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think to me, I, I think that takes them kind of out of it. I couldn't see them winning the championship or competing for the championship without Jamal Murray. That completely taking guys out the uh, chip equation. Yeah, let's, let's keep it a hundred, man. That's what it is. This is why it hurt so much because those guys was was playing extremely well. Yeah, extremely well. All gonna be the best team playing wise, right? To the Aaron Aaron Gordon trade. Yep. You yep. Know? And 
Looney, I guess, arguably the best player, arguably somebody who made key key baskets at crunch time, with big time in the, in the big stages, make big shots, not scared of the big lights, you know, prove on the playoffs. You know, that that's there's a big void, man. It's tough, man. Yeah. Then you still got you still got the Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns still winning. Still yes. winning. I, yeah. I think it's the Chris Paul effect. Chris Paul, I got to give him credit. Wherever he goes, he, he gets those guys going and gets them working, and they win. You, you know, Chris Chris Paul is the kind of guy, he's a bulldog, number one. Number two, he's the kind of guy that has taken people's respect as years go on. You know, I, I know it seems like he could have been a journeyman, so to speak. He played for the Clippers and played for New Orleans and played for KC. Well, everywhere he goes, man, that team changes, to, changes for the better. Yep. I mean, the job he did at OKC was great. I think it's better than, than what you're doing right now because Phoenix has better talent than OKC. Oh, yeah, they do. They definitely do. Ten OKC. But we did OKC, those young kids, man, that showed or reminded people how great he always been. Yeah, yeah, he took... And you remember when he was on OKC, I don't think um, Gilgis Alexander was healthy the first half of the season or something like that either. Right, right, and, and and I'm gonna tell you something too. And he's the reason why that kid from LA, Schroeder, is playing playing good. Yeah, yeah. He's the reason why Schroeder went another level, so to speak, or half a level, so to speak, out there in LA. Yeah, I mean, you because, see, you see, they got um, Aiton's playing better. Aiton's playing better. Bridges is playing better. All those guys are playing better. I think you know, I think he makes the game easier for guys too because. He take, they don't have to play outside of themselves or something like right. You put them right. in positions and listen, go to where you were comfortable at and I'll get you the ball where you want to be at or something. And just right. work hard on both ends and we good type of thing. But right. definitely right. probably one of the best leaders of the sport easily. Yeah, definitely a guy when things aren't going right, he could uh, take over and make something out of nothing, so to speak. Yeah. Sure, so yeah, CP3 is great, man. All the time yeah. great. I'll tell you this. I think the the rumors of the Lakers the Lakers downfall is is exaggerated. Without Anthony Davis and without LeBron, they still didn't go out there and get smacked around. They 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 contended. Right. They, exactly. they, got, they, uh-huh. they contended. They won some games they wasn't supposed to win, mm-hmm. and they didn't really they they lost a little ground, but not as much as what people thought. People thought that they would be tumbling down to the eighth seed. They still in the middle of the pack, and Anthony Davis is coming back. LeBron will be back, I'm sure, in a week or so. So, I with with Denver falling off and and Utah with Mitchell injury, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lakers seeds getting one of those top three seeds. So it, they'll definitely be in the top four. The Lake, I, I think people like uh, the Horton kid benefits from AD and LeBron not being on the call for a period of time, get more playing time, get a certain situation on on the, during the game. Yeah. Uh, Showing out, showing that the coach, showing the coach, listen, you know, I, I can contribute, you know, give some time. So the other role players on the bench, who's the more pent on usual, actually showing out and playing well. Your shoulder is kind of low, scoring wise. Um, Kuzma is 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 taking, I guess, a half level up, so to speak. He's been playing well, more consistent. Not too many crazy shots like like the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they made a nice. Uh, Slowly transition for us, adding on jumping into the lineup, so to speak. They're not rushing him so far. He's just yeah. pounds and whatever he gets, he gets, so to speak. 
So I guess when LeBron comes back and he comes back, I expect Montgomery to really be a force in the paint, man. Yeah, I think so. I mean, then just, you know, just to, to, you know, keep talking about the West, then you got like a whole pack of teams. I mean, we always want to look at Portland and say Portland's a little bit cut cut above, but you never know what you're going to get from them. I mean, they'll they'll play great, but they seem like they, even if they play great, Dame has to be super Dame in order for them to win. And they, they lose some games you don't expect them to lose, so they're always in the middle of that pack. I mean, then you got the Clippers. You, you, I mean, Dame and those guys, but the Clippers, I mean, with Kawhi Leonard load managing and all types of stuff, I, I don't know. Well, Clippers, I guess they lost their first game with Rondo. I think they 9 one since the Rondo trade. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and I think even Paul George came out and said that um, it's Rondo's team. So that's how to tell his impact. Running team in the show yeah. so far, games uh, so far into the season, I get into the trade. Um, if Ronald plays well, that's good for Clippers. Yeah. Ronald's a leader. I'm not saying Kawhi's not a Paul George's not, but Ronald's a better leader than those guys. He played through the trenches, so is Kawhi. But from a point guard aspect, and and, and, and dealing, with, dealing with KG and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, and those guys back in the days, you know, and come to the Lakers and. You know, having a bronze trust to the Lakers, how the Lakers, you know, I guess win a chip too as well. He's more certified than uh, Kawhi and, and Paul George. And, and the show's already in 10 games in. So if uh, Ronald's playing well, Clippers should, should, Clippers should be all right. Yeah. But you look at it, then after we talk about those guys, you got that whole, I, I call it, you got Portland, Dallas, San Antonio, Memphis, New Orleans. I mean, I look at those those guys, and I, I'm kind of like, all right. Yeah, I mean, do it. Say, you got, you got, you figure again. That's the the bottom five or four jockeying around for those four playing, you know, playing right. type of deal. Mm-hmm. What do What do you think about that statement that Luka Doncic said, and um, and Mark Cuban about how the playing game is stupid or something? I mean, I gotta say, I think the playing game is stupid to them because they're gonna be playing in it. <laughs> you gotta think if they weren't playing in it. It wouldn't be stupid. Yeah, that is that is true. That makes sense. But from from uh, my point of view, I don't I don't really like it, man. It's just, I don't I don't like it. It's, just, it's about I guess generating uh, revenue, so to speak. That's what it is. Yeah, he's already playing you know uh, eighty plus games already. Or they already they had like maybe a two a two month uh, hiatus from the bubble. You know, so that to have these uh, add on games, so to speak, or finding ways to, I guess, make money off the players. I, I, I get it, man. But, you know, sports, right now, we're in, we're in an era where sports are always trying to evolve or, or make ways of making money for the sports. So I, I get that, though. But if you're a player, listen, man. We're AC, we're AC. Let us, let us play. Well, I've got to fight, you know, this team. Now, if it's, if it's two teams with the same record, then let us play a, a one and done. I get that. But you got, like, four teams. Yeah. two spots I don't, I don't like that I mean I, I looked at it and I hope it's not what I, what I thought I seen I think that's even stupider like you got a playing thing it looked like it said sevens playing eight and nines playing ten how's that fair yeah, yeah I mean so, uh, so I gotta play the tougher seed we get bumped out and the lower seed gets advantage I mean at least make it seven ten eight nine or something I mean right right I, mean, exactly. I don't even think this this thing is even thought out so no yeah, it's about my now, moving on to the East Coast, man. I mean, I've been watching Philly, and Philly's been winning. They're up on the Nets one game right now. 
But I'm—I I mean, I gotta say again, I'm—I'm I'm still not overly impressed. They got like a full—they're winning. Don't get me wrong. They got a full complement of players, but they beat Kyrie Irving by five. Because that's the only person that played on the Nets when they played them. They beat them by five. Then they beat the Clippers yesterday. Uh, but but by three with Paul George with no Kawhi. So I don't know. I mean, I think they—I think they're good enough to do it, but. I don't, I don't know. What do you think of the Sixers? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Joel Embiid is, you know, having a career year and should be, you know, an MVP consideration. But you think the rest of those guys are all that consistent to, to you know, to, to pull that off? The key to, the key to Philly, I say, is, is people like Seth Curry and Danny Green and Tobias Harris. Those are the key to, I guess, Philly, I guess, doing well in the playoffs. Because I expect Ben Simmons to be Ben Simmons. And yeah. I expect the Embiid to be Embiid, who's a beast right now. Who's, who's yeah. doing unguardable stuff right there on the court. You know, football. Listen, it wins a win, man. You know, at the end of the day, it wins a win. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right? One point, it wins a win. You know, win and move on to the next game. So, uh, you know, that being said, I think Philly on paper, of what you so far, are the only legit team from the East. Has a chance, I guess, uh, beating the Nets. Yeah, I've seen the Bucks plenty of times. I don't believe in the Bucks. Yeah, I don't. Bucks. I don't believe in them. And they they don't yeah. look like the same team from last year. They don't. They don't even look. No, they don't. They don't. They don't, they don't have the players to beat. Yeah, them. and I, um, I think some some teams kind of figured it out too. Like as far as like you know ducking under the screen, doing some different things because. I don't even think it doesn't even seem like Middleton is having as good a season as he had last year or something. Well, Middleton he gets his points though, but he, he doesn't scare you. Okay, I got. You. Yeah, he doesn't. He he get his point. He get his 24, 24 and twenty five. You know, but he could hit. It's not yeah. Yeah, you know, but he, he doesn't scare you. You know, he he could be contained so to speak. Yeah. You know, he freak. He's still working on his jump shot. Uh, Lopez kid, the Suns still shooting threes. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, you know, saying this shit got Andre Drummond. Yeah, I tell you this: the Nets, the Nets. What scares me about them is the erraticness. Once up the the injuries and the erraticness of people showing up. I mean, KD, I guess his, his legit injury, so he's he's back or something. Harden's Harden's got it hurt, so he'll be back soon. Or if he comes back, Kyrie Irving, he's with him. He's just taking breaks, but. Um, I heard something interesting that was him. I don't know if it's true or not. So that that um, Kyrie Irving, part of his latest absence is that he just he was him um, switch religions and observing Ramadan. Yeah, that, that is taking a toll on his body. So it's him. So that that's to you know would have for his latest absence. You know, Kyrie is uh, he's a mystery. You know he's a, he's a mystery. Uh, Durant. You got to be careful. Durant come over on Achilles' heel. That's very dangerous to play with. You got to monitor his 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 numbers on the court. Harder got a hamstring. Hamstring is very difficult. You know, you play sports, so you know how hamstring yeah. is very funny. You know, you come back in a couple of days, couple couple games, or don't come back at all. You know, so the Nets Nets is, uh, the Nets are being very competitive in all their games, despite not having Harden and, and, and monitorizing um Katie's minutes. They're playing well. Yeah, yeah. They, have, they, have, they have the pieces in place to beat anybody in a seven-game series. Yeah. A problem is that uh, defensively, defensively, can can they can they get stops? And I'm not quite sure they can't get stops. They can make it, they can score, but they can't get stops. 
it would be my issue with them uh, going forward. I think when you when you look at the Nets, I think the, the funniest thing is that the two teams that, that will most concern me, they have the worst matchups against like it, I, they can get stops on I can say on um, on the two and the three I think they can get those type of stops but with him as far as and I can I even think Irving can get in there somewhat but the the part the, the thing that worries me is like I don't see them being able to get a lot of stops when it comes down to trying to stop Joel Embiid or Anthony Davis or something like that or a combination of Anthony Davis and Drummond in those type of games I think it will probably be something where they're going to have to turn up the scoring and change the type of game, put some fouls on those guys early because I think Philly, they don't have, I don't think Philly has, let's say, enough consistent scoring. They have scorers, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily have shooters that shoot that consistently. You know, you yeah. got Curry and you got Green, but the, I mean, I, I would have thought that if they, I'm sure they tried, if they could have brought in um, somebody like JJ Reddick or somebody like that, that would have helped them out. But they, they, I don't think they got enough shooting. I think the Lakers, the Lakers will be a lot tough. Just you know, right off the top, you got LeBron and AD, and Andre Drummond is a real big man. Right. So, so what will happen is you know, you DeAndre Jordan will eat up some fouls. You know, they have to have some people eat up the fouls. And sometimes, if you can't play defense, you're gonna have to put some pressure on on offense or something where you get some guys in foul trouble and stuff like that. Now. Drummond, he he's can be prone, but I've never really seen Anthony Davis get into too much foul trouble. LeBron generally doesn't get into foul trouble that much, so it'll be interesting. I mean, as far as the rest of the East, I mean, what, oh, well, what do you Matt, think of that? Well, can you ask this question, Kenyatta? Let me ask you this question here. Do you think MB could play power forward? I think I think he can. I, I think he can. I think it might. I think it, you know what. It might be better for him. Long term, it would be better for his career because he probably would get less banging. It probably it seems to be that he likes to play face up more than with his back to the basket if he can. Right, he can shoot. I'll say that because you know, I think he can shoot. He's a very good shooter. So and be yeah. shoot. And I don't mean for him to shoot threes either, but I mean fifteen foot range jump shots. Yeah. Shoot that maybe um top of the key occasionally. But I think about maybe uh Dwight Howard and B on the court at the same time. I'm thinking maybe the penalty play. I think they should try that. I, 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 would, I, would, I would experiment with that in having a Howard and be in the court at the same time. I think for them to beat the Nets, that would probably be the best thing to do because that's that's what helps, or to try to beat the Nets, that's what would help the Lakers too, having Davis and Drummond out there at the same time. Because having, if you got Embiid and Vanderwitz and Howard out there at the same time, you make the Nets have to adjust. They can't play a small ball lineup. You can't have KD at the power forward if you got those two guys out there. So that, right. and I do think is, is you know, I mean, again, I guess you know, it's a good time to bring this up. Listen, I do think that Aldridge retiring is what's him is going to Im- impact him because I thought he was going to play a, a fairly good role in that, you know, providing that low post scoring and being able to defend a little bit down there on the post. I mean. We see well. We seen what happened with Aldridge this week. I mean, you know, with the whole heart condition and stuff. And he said after the game, he had felt bad and stuff. To you know, talk to the Nets, and they actually, you know, got him to the doctors and stuff. And he just called it quits. I mean, I, I personally think that was the best thing to do. Health comes first, man. So you know, we don't want to see no uh, Hank Gather situation out there. 
we, we don't want to see that, man. I, I watched Hank out of this because I was recording many years ago. We don't want to see that. Many of us have been like that. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this Hulk comes first. Uh, as far as the mess without him, it's a loss. He's a guy who could do a pick and pop situation, pick and roll situation. You know, he could shoot that 50 foot jump shot on the baseline, you know, that's for sure. Yeah. So he could, he could have, he could give teams issues or on the court with his jump shot. So him not being there and then relying more on uh, Blake Griffin, who looking more like Detroit Blake Griffin on the low. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Looking more like Detroit Blake Griffin on the low. And, you know, you know, since, since the Nets acquired Blake and, um, uh, Aldridge, I didn't really hear, hear too much of, uh, Dr. Jordan's name, DeAndre. I heard her name in, in weeks. No, they, they, you know, it's funny. I think he really got his first minutes again when Aldridge retired. That, yeah. I, just the, other than that, he was kind of like, um, trying yeah. to, like, out of the rotation. Because, yeah. my God. what's funny is Claxton was ahead of him in the rotation. Claxton gets minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's gonna be he's definitely gonna be forced back into action. You know what I think is an underrated player on the Nets team who helps them a lot? Jeff Green. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jeff Green only been a solid player the way where he went. He was yeah. listen, OKC had a stud squad where they had him and Westbrook and Harden and KD. Yeah. They was just being cheap with the money, man. Yeah. And I burnt them. And then yeah, I he did his thing too, both too as well for a couple a couple of years, maybe yeah. a good two years or so. Isn't it the ironic thing that KD is basically playing with the guys that he came in the league with that he wanted to? Everybody except Russ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that's very ironic. And yeah. let me throw this in too far forget. LeBron James wants to see KD. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Oh, KD was talking about that jump shot in his face and if I beat LeBron twice, then dude, you have, dude, you join the, you join the Warriors. You act like you beat LeBron with, 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 with uh, you know, Russ, with Russell and Scott Brooks as, as coach and Harden. No, hmm. man. You join a, you join an all-time great team. You act like you beat this guy with OKC. You know, we talk about beat LeBron. All right, cool. All right, cool. No problem. You had Curry and Draymond and Clay, the best backcourt ever, best two shoes ever, all kind of stuff. Yeah, Ogadala. Okay, no problem. All right. I'm gonna see you, man. I'm quite sure LeBron have to be shoulder too, man. Trying to get, trying to get back at KD, man. Come on. Oh yeah, he he, he, def, he definitely. Well, I think it's I think it's a turning point. I will tell you this. I right. think that I think the Lakers is more important for the Lakers to win than the Nets because it sounds crazy. The Nets got that super team build up, but they got more runs in them. I don't think the I think the Lakers are going on the other end of it. You know what I mean? Mm. I think. Oh. That, Cause Drummond, Drummond, they, unless they give Drummond a boatload of money, he's not gonna be there next year. Right, right. And then you, you figure, I mean, they, unless they draft some talent or find some money, they gonna basically have that same team for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. That. I, I agree. As far yeah, as it's not, it's not that you know. I would never say LeBron can't pull it off because we've seen him pull stuff out the hat. It's just that the I can't see how they could improve the roster. Well, so, you know what. It's right now. It's all about right now. So we we can't go into the future. But right as of right now, I think the chemistry is still there. Yeah. Give or take, you know, a few, maybe one or two players who they replaced. Um, chemistry wise, I get the Lakers the edge, and they were the players, say the Nets, so to speak. The Nets, you know, like, like somebody said, show me a footage of, of Kyrie, KD, 
in hard on the court passing the ball. It's hard to find out there, you know. <laughs> Somebody's always injured. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that they might only play like five games together or six games together the whole season, seven, something crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, I mean, it'll be interesting if they all get healthy at the same time and they all playing to see how that's going to be. I mean, for their sake, hopefully it happens before the playoffs. <laughs> right. But we'll have to see. Okay. You got oh, you got another team. Boston's playing well now. Boston's starting to look like the Boston we thought that they might be. Boston is a tease. And <laughs> that you look at them play, they, they, they give you a good... I'll play this. I don't see them beating the Nets based nah. on facing a front court. I don't think they, they could be Philly facing on facing a front court. Or even a Miami Heat for that, for that aspect too, because they're facing a front court. Yeah. They lack... You talk about a team who, who could have used uh, Dante Drummond that's the team right there because you were on the on the drummer for sure. Yeah, more, yeah. More than, more than the Lakers. Absolutely. I get him, I have no, I have no reason understanding why they try to get him or add him to the roster. You know, so every time I look at them, they have, they have you know, the guys who can play the one, two, three to four, the versatile, but they don't have that guy in the presence and they keep, they keep, when they play the uh, fill up with the uh, sixes, they're going to rely on their jump shots. So yeah. They, shot you're gonna die by the jump shot yeah then you got a team like the Atlanta Hawks I mean they've been doing great since Nate McMillan got there mm-hmm. since he became the coach I mean he was saying they did a they did a lot better but I still don't you know like I don't think that like they're, they're a nice team but I couldn't they're not to me a championship contender I don't are they a first round one of maybe they get out of the first round what do you think does he play but yeah. I think I think uh, Shaq said it and, and Chuck Parker said it said it said it even better. <laughs> you already know. Two players away. <laughs> LeBron and AD. LeBron and AD. <laughs> so that's the story right there about the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the Hawks come in a series. Maybe they play um, somebody who's more evenly matched. Maybe uh, maybe the Knicks or somebody like that in the other paces. Yeah. You know, you never know. That that could happen, you know, for sure. So, um, they should make the playoffs. I would say that at least be AFC. You never know. Yeah. But, but they're not being the upper echelon teams of the East. Nah. So, now when you look at that, that um, bunch group, like we talked about with the West, you got the Knicks, Miami, Charlotte, Indiana, Toronto, Chicago's all right there. Right now, to me, I can see the Knicks coming out of that group, like as far as moving up. Because the Knicks are actually playing really well right now, like really, really well. I mean, we we seen the Julius Randle um, beat my old team ass um, tour, whatever this. <laughs> it's almost like he was on a revenge mission, handing these guys for business. Right, right. He definitely handed Dallas the business for sure too. And what's it, I mean, I look at those guys. I can see the Knicks come. I think Miami's kind of falling apart at the wrong time. Charlotte is Charlotte. Indiana, I think they got some injuries or something, but I like what Kyrus LeVert is doing for them. Right. Toronto, I'm not impressed by, you know, the usual. Any of those teams, you think any of them, the Knicks look like they're going up, but the rest of those teams, do they seem like, you know, anybody that could challenge anybody for anything at this point? I'll just, not to be biased, I'm just going to say New York will give, give those top tiers a, a good run for their money. 
whether they, whether they get swept or maybe win one game out of the series. Um, Toronto has fallen back tremendously since yeah. the championship. Uh, the Patriots seem like uh, you know a team that that that, that just don't know what they, don't know what they, they want to do with the players. Like who the main who the main scorer, who who the yeah. leader of the team, who take the last shot. I think it'll be Sabonis, that's for sure. And, and I don't get why why they want to trade uh, their big man uh, Miles. I, I like yeah, Miles. I don't get that. Miles Turner, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Um, I just seen when Jimmy Butler said that um, he is, he is playing soft. Yeah, so he's, yeah. So he's, he's not happy. Uh, and right now, the Knicks have been the best defensive team since the season started. Yep. Of course, they're bored on defense. And uh, the Knicks' problem is that um, not really too consistent on the offensive end of the, of, of the court, besides Julius Randle. Even though I, I, I admit R.J. Barrett has been coming on strong last... Yeah, he's playing well. Games. He's playing well. Yeah. He's playing well. That's for sure. He, he kind of relies on, on going to his left too much. I'm going to see him you know, go to his right <laughs> You're only going to his left. You mean a, all those teams? Yeah, I, 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 I will favor the Knicks. Not being biased, but I favor the Knicks from a uh, team who's playing hot, better chemistry, and better defense. And somebody that against a team that knows their main player, or against a team who knows who their main player is, but the other team is not quite sure. The Atlanta might say maybe Trey Young one day, and there's Collins one other day, and yeah, Malcolm Brogdon one day, and you got <laughs> the other guy uh, Sabonis one other day. So bonus Levert, they don't know what they want. Yeah, doing. right, exactly. So, but uh, I'll say you up for sure. Here's a good one, and I, I got to say my opinion has flip flop on this begin to begin with. So when Porzingis, when they first traded Porzingis away. I was probably like most Knicks fans with their hands in their head or Knicks like I can't believe they just did this for this bag of bag of crap. But I, I will say this or something. I mean, even though Randall wasn't part of the deal, if you look at the deal now and what they got afterwards, I would have to say Randall Randall's the better player right now, easily. I mean, I I, I think with him he, he does more for the team. He's definitely a KP, he's not a leader. And, and the, the problem with Porzingis is if you look at it, right, let's say they kept Porzingis. Porzingis was never going to have that alpha personality. So Julius kind of demands the ball and, the, you know, demands certain things happen. I couldn't see if KP had the same opportunities as Randall as far as being that guy, him taking that type of charge or anything. I mean, what do you think of that? Uh, Randall, it, right now, is, is a very good re- replacement for KP6. You know, we didn't trade KP for Randall. Yeah. But as far as replacing KP6, he's been very good. And this is a year where we finally appreciate him because he's being he's being coached up. Yeah. The um, it's funny you say that because, you know, for the last few months, I listened to a certain radio show from Dallas quite often. And uh, they all talk about KP6. And they're not happy with KP6 in Dallas. I'm, I'm, no, they're not. I listen to this radio show all the time. They are not happy with KP6 as far as them playing sporadic games or always injured. And they always talk about how they want to trade. And I say, you want to trade because the guy tried to strong arm our franchise. Yeah. That's why you want to trade. And then in hindsight, did you really win the trade? Because you guys are not happy with, with him when you're on the no. court. So who we? I got caught in a draw. You can't say you want. You can't say you want to trade, and then the last two years you're unhappy with with his performance, and his his health, 
now all of a sudden him and Luca having this little bickering, so to speak, which he can't win because Luca win all, every time. Yeah. Not take Luca keep you, okay? And plus, yeah. you've been in a trade rumor, so to speak, already. Yeah. You know, so so right now, you know, I'll call it a draw. But in hindsight, listen, he got two draft picks out of that. So I'm not mad at that at all. But uh, uh, KP, KP would have just, you know, stick it out and been a trooper. He would play a sensor right now. We have rather playing power four. We'd be rocking right now. Yeah. The the funniest thing is the most consistent, the most consistent piece out of that trade is Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm, right. Right. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. was an got KP. He hasn't played anywhere near as many games as Tim Hardaway Jr. or done as much probably for them as he has. So that's right. that's the crazy part. I'm sure right now he has he actually has more support in Dallas than KP does. You know what? I'm gonna be fair, man. The only problem with Tim Hardaway was his contract. Like, yeah, said, Yo, Phil, what are you doing? He's got seventy million. Like, who, who, yeah, I don't get. It. He gave him seventy million and, and to Kim Noah eighty million. Yo, Phil, man. <laughs> this is why he got traded. Because he was playing well. He was playing well for the Knicks. He was, he was playing, playing well. very well, okay? He was playing very well for the New York Knicks, man. He was, he yep. was showing out, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's keep it a buck. He was showing out. So it, it gets four, three, four quarter games, you know, and in other games. He was showing up. He was showing out for us, man. He played very well for us. Yeah. I tried to get him out of New York City. Yeah. Yeah, they moved the money. This guy came out twice to pay for us, so you know he loved New York. Yeah. Hey, I even heard he's a free agent again. I heard they might look at him again. All right, listen. Depends on the money, man. I have no <laughs> issues bringing him back. None at all. <laughs> yeah, they they could they could definitely listen. No, you can't listen. We can't have enough shooting. Right. We don't we, we don't have that, man. We got Bullock though, but Bullock, you know, coming goals. Yeah. So we'll see with that. Yeah. So right now, who who's the who's the MVP, man? Right now is Embiid. Yeah, I I gotta go with Embiid. It's Embiid. Listen, you could have gave it to him before he got hurt. Mr. Fu Gamers come back and now nah, he he he's he look like, he look like a point guard. Yeah. He's he's yeah. doing fadeaways, step backs, step steps and side steps. He's doing <laughs> everything. Crossover. He's, yeah, he's tough. Like somebody said, uh, E M V P. NB, something like that. Yeah. Game, so to speak, that was kind of cool, man. I go yeah. with NB. He's born out of his mind. And he's kind of bringing back the old the traditional big man basketball a little bit. Yeah. I, I got to go with that, too. Listen, right now, I mean, they might have like a clean sweep there because when I look at defensive player, yeah, I might have to say that's Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I like the confidence too. It's kind of cocky now too. Ben, yeah. listen, right now is our time. Good. I want to hit that, Ben. Yeah. Because we've been knowing you guys to advance the playoffs the last few years. You guys have been falling short. Yeah. Also, you have confidence up a little bit. You're playing well. That's good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're saying that, man. I'm glad you feel confident as a team and as a player within himself. So, who do we got as the sixth man? Because I think that's that one's kind of up in the air. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure on that one. I gotta hear some names first before I sit on that one. Yeah, I can't really, I can't really call that. I mean, 
you know, well, Lou Williams wasn't having his best year when he when he was. I mean, there's some quiet guys that was in that. That I don't I don't know statistically. I think Norman Powell was up there, but we got traded from Toronto to to Portland, so I don't know. Uh, Norman Powell's a good one. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure if Gary Trent is a starter or not. No, nah, I think they moved. They moved to the to the um. He's he's coming off the bench too. It's funny trading for each other. Yeah, he he was guy that was showing up very well too. Paul off the bench too. So Gary Trent, those are two good names for sure. I won't mind seeing uh, winning that award. Yeah, and hey, just to give you give you a good one for the for the Knicks, I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff um Julius Randle made like third team All NBA. That would be great. I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Yeah, that would be, you know what, and, and that would be great for his character to fall in the yard because he came from a villain to a hero, so to speak, it, it, within a year span. Like last year, people was killing him about taking too many shots and he's a ball hog and he's not a third. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you remember the, yeah, remember the spin move? The spin yeah. move in the paint? <laughs> people yeah. died. As soon as you see it, you knew what was going to happen. You knew what was going to happen. You knew what was coming. So now new season come upon us, and now he's showing out, man. So you know, yeah, he did. He should get a uh, most improved player for sure, without question. Cool. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely on on board with him. And being so, in the NBA, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think so. I agree with that too. So, with him, you know, although Aldridge retired, do you think Aldridge is a Hall of Famer? You know, when I first heard retirement and I first heard people talk about her being a Hall of Fame, I was like, nah. Uh, <laughs> I ran into a, um, a stat on my uh, on my IG feed. It made me, made me remember him, how he was during his good old days, putting on 45 and 40 this. I remember it was getting vividly. He was he was a monster baller. Oh, yeah. That, remember the Houston series? And I kind of forgot that. I really did. And then I look at his stat, you know, guy played 14 years, 15 years, seven of those years, he's all what? He's an all-star. Yeah. So so it's average. So maybe uh, you know, fall back on, on me saying no. Now I'm like, you know what? I think he might be a Hall of Famer. I, or I'll, I'll go far and say this. If he goes in, I have no issues. No, right? No. If he goes in, I have no issues. You know, half your half your career, you you you're um you're an all-star. You can't beat that. Yeah, I mean, I think he even made a. I think he might have made like All NBA team a couple of years too. Times, yeah. You put up twenty and ten year in year out, twenty plus and ten plus rebounds year in year out consistently. Oh yeah, I, I, I go back to when yeah. Listen, New Orleans Marcus put him in. I got an issue with that. But you know what though? Okay, let me tell you something, man. I go back when the Knicks could have had him. Yeah. And Dolan destroyed the deal for Bonyani for, for for Toronto. Man. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> and Bonyani fizzled out immediately. He came here, man. And I'm like, who who takes Bonyani over the market Aldridge? Yeah, I remember that, man. I, I remember that, man. So, what's it? We got the what's it? We got the NFL draft coming up. Coming up next week. I mean, we, I'm hearing a lot of things. There's something, a lot of interesting things. My Jets moved up to number two. 
What about? I mean, with to me, it's just, it's great to see they making that move. I'm glad to see that Donald's been shipped out. I mean, there's so many people saying that he's gonna do better wherever he's at. You know what? I got no 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 hate for him. If he does great over there, great. But from what I see, I mean, don't get me wrong, Adam Gase, terrible coach, should have never been hired. But if right. you look, if you, you watch the games. That's not all. Adam Gase is not telling you where to throw the ball to. He may be designing bad plays, but you forcing forcing throws in, missing receivers, overthrowing the ball. So you can't throw. You can't put that part on the coach. Like I, a lot of people put it all. Oh, you know, he didn't have the weapons. I seen him miss passes to guys that was six feet or six with some six yards away with nobody on them. Mm. So I, I'm kind of glad to see see him going there. I know we got um, we we're probably gonna draft the from what I understand the, the Wilson kid from BYU or whatever. And just to get into our first thing with with with, with football, it brings me to what I call the, the Justin Fields, the Justin Fields um um debate. I mean I'm I'm I, I gotta say like listen, I've seen Justin Fields play a lot more than Wilson. I'm pretty much sure most people have just for you know from the division he played in. And I'm pretty much sure that the competition that Phil's played against was greater than the competition that Wilson played against. And we've seen Phil's go out and make it to the national championship, win all these games, make all these throws and stuff. But I, I, I was comparably, I don't think there's a person that doesn't say that he's probably the, the, the fourth or fifth quarterback or something. So that kind of, that to me, that kind of confuses me because when I look at I look at some of these guys, I look at the tools and what I what I think it'd be on the next level. Like, I mean, San Francisco trading up to take Mac Jones. So, I, I don't I don't know I don't get it. Listen, let, if you can make some kind of sense of it, man, let me know something. Well, the t-shirt is fitting for this topic, as far as just concerned to basketball with that hot sauce. <laughs> it's definitely a hot topic regarding number two pick. And who you take between uh, Fields and, uh, and Wilson? Um, Justin Fields ha- has the gives uh, higher potential than, than Wilson. You know, I would take Justin Fields honestly. I think he could do it all. I, I don't. I think he could do it all. He could. He could run. He could pass. You know. Um, but some guys, you know, they, some scouts is just favor a certain, certain player, regardless how good the other guy is. Um, as far as Mac Jones, I like Mac Jones. Depend, he's he more of a um, system quarterback, you know, pocket presence. Yeah. He ain't gonna run out there, you know. But being a being a with a third pick in the draft is kind of third, fourth pick in the draft is kind of high on Mac uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, like, maybe you know like eleven or twelve. I could see that going. I could see that you know for the Patriots or any other, any other team who need who need a quarterback. But for San Fran, I guess they chose him number three. That's tough. Yeah, they, they, they better they better score home run home run with that pick because uh, yeah. I like uh, you know Fields. Uh, I'm not quite sure if uh, the BYU quarterback is better than Mac Jones as well. Mac Jones played Alabama, tough coach. Well, yeah, you know tough coaches uh, on both sides of the ball. Tough practices, very tough schedule, all twelve games. You know, playing the SEC. So. Um, it depends what kind of quarterback you like. You prefer, I guess, Shanahan likes a certain, certain style of quarterback. 
So uh, this is why I guess Mac Jones, he, I guess he prefers more than Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it, you know, even even when you look at Trey Lance, you kind of don't know what you're going to get from Trey Lance. He sat out the season. The level of competition is different. I mean, I, I think, I think the, don't get me wrong, I think he's good. But I, I think it does count to some extent. I mean, I think one of the knocks they had on Fields was that he was a single read guy. But he he had an interesting take on that. And the coach had an interesting take on that, too. It's, their, their, their take was... If, if our receivers are better than everybody else's quarterbacks and I can throw it to the first option, why would I look to throw it to the other options if I can get it to the first option? Makes sense. So I, I get that. I and get then, that. Then, then somebody else, I think, I don't know if it was Sports Illustrated or somebody else did some kind of um, analytics on progressions. And from what they said, listen, Justin Fields actually went through the progressions more than any of the other top five quarterbacks being drafted. So it's just interesting. I, I got to say, I think part of his issue, and it sounds crazy, is Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> you know what? I agree with you 100%. And let me add one more to that. The year before, when they lost that bowl game, and the receiver, the receiver he threw it to went the other direction. He threw it for interception. That pass there too, I get the thing him as well. I caught with Ryder well. It was like a game winning drive. Yep. In the zone. And I could make like a like a, a slot post post route. It said it said turn it in, into the into the, the middle of the field. He went to the outside of the field. And I guess field assumed that he's going inside and through the football. I remember that pass differently and we get a lot of criticism criticism about that pass. About that. So that pass, I guess Hackens too, played before him. You know, some guys can label the wrong way. So, you know, and you know these scouts, man, they they, they are old and lack of certain kind. Yeah. So you they, know, I mean, some of the stuff they don't, some of the stuff they don't look at too. Like he got a lot of flack for not playing well against Northwestern, but mm-hmm. quietly that guy at the corner on Northwestern is the, they said one of the top corners in the game. Right, right. I've got his name, but I remember, yeah, I remember, I remember vividly. Listen. The kid played for Ohio State, played for the best uh, conference, arguably, and, and had a very tough schedule outside of Alabama. Mm-hmm.